Hello and welcome to Vent in Quarantine. No, start again. Sorry, the song went past. Start again. Okay, no worries. Hello and welcome to Vent in Quarantinos, where... <laughs> hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on. Yeah. That name, what we're going to get killed for this. So not only have we broken the cardinal rule of, uh, of isolation, don't start a podcast, even <laughs> if you're starting it again. I know. <laughs> but we've well, also called it that. Yeah, it's the greatest podcast name of all time. <laughs> uh, well, let, let's see, shall we? Let's, so, let's see how it goes down, Jim. You've spent this entire uh, the, the two-day lead up to us actually recording this. You've spent that entire time kidding on that you were going to claim ownership of that title as if you it, invented you it, know what? which you it, didn't. It, if it goes down really well, I will obviously retroactively just delete this from the internet somehow. Like the Terminator, but for, you know, your internet history. And I will claim it was mine, but... Let's see. Let's see how it pans out. Anyway, Jim, how are you? Because I've not seen you for a while. Yeah. So uh, I mean, we're not often in the same room anyway because I work from. I've I've been working from home for like since 2016 for the most part. So yeah. Well, I was talking to someone about this recently about your uh, your working methods of uh, uh, being a genius, but also no <laughs> one's allowed in the end suite. <laughs> and, uh, a couple of days later, out comes some magic, but. Uh, we are back on the podcast trail, as it were, uh, mainly because we've got some downtime, but also because we know that yeah. there's a lot of weird shit going on, obviously, and we thought, well, you know what, we'll try and pump some positivity out. Who knows how successful we'll be? But we did also want to say that we know that there are a lot of people out there who are really worried and you know rightfully so this maybe you know they don't have a huge support network yeah. or they don't have people uh, around them or by them or they're just too far away from their grandparents or their parents talking is one of the best ways to to alleviate uh, that sort of anxiety but we know as well that a lot of people don't have uh, you know maybe they don't have a lot of people that they speak to or don't want to or don't like talking on the phone or on FaceTime so uh, if you're one of those people then feel free I'm not saying you will or have to and I can't guarantee a reply to everything but you can email us at uh, jimburnsdave at gmail.com any hour of the day and night and we'll, we'll check it out if you've got like quarantine stories or tips or you know um or if you just want to vent about something yeah, um, yeah these are the sort of things we want to hear about i'd like to start off as well by talking about a weird thing that's happened with socializing ever since the lockdown happened because i found there was this like real initial flurry and I should say, first off the bat, that like how busy I am with work and things. I'm someone who's fortunate enough that I'm no less busy now than I was before all of this kicked off. But there's a lot of people who are quite new to home working. And I think in that initial week, there was a big flurry of people thinking, oh, man, I've got so much free time. Let's do stuff. Let's play all these online games and let's do X and Y and let's let's have all let's do hangouts and stuff. And that seems to be that seems to be trailing off now. But there, but there was this moment where socializing from the confines of your own house was became just as <laughs> just as annoying and irritating as like outside socializing which i don't know about you yeah. but that's something i'm quite happy to leave behind well um, that's why i have to go out and do the talking gym, isn't it but no i yeah it's um yeah not to say you know that oh we're busy or whatever but yeah you're right that we are you know keeping on our toes as it were because we're used to uh, working uh, in isolation or remotely or at home but like we say the main point of this podcast is mm. we'll have a chat we'll talk about the normal things that we've been up to video games movies showing each other 
watch an Alien 3 documentary. Um, yeah. And then as the weeks go on, we're hopeful we're going to have special guests. Um, Mm. and we can talk about those as we get a bit further down the line. I don't want to say anything now because not absolutely confirmed for a lot of stuff. I mean, look, it's not Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise won't be on this, but you know, there'll be <laughs> some familiar faces, and then hopefully there will also be some people that we've done work with. Um, yeah, I mean, who... in the very least, we'll get Dave on, right? Oh, well, Dave, actually, we should probably explain <laughs> that. I got seven, eight minutes in without explaining. He's not, he's okay. He's just coming in later. Yeah, uh, that's fine. We wanted to keep it to sort of one-on-one because obviously recording it remotely loses the the intimacy of a, of a recording it in a room together conversation. Yeah, so of an argument. To, of yeah, an argument. <laughs> we wanted to try and preserve that as much as possible and we figured the best way would be to uh, reduce the number of voices to stop it becoming a cacophony. Um, oh, here we go. Here we go. Right. Anyway... Final iteration. You can email us at jimburnsdave at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. You know, even if you just want to write to write, because I often do that, just sit down and write something, no matter what it is, mm. and often find something just a bit better. Not, I mean, it's you know, usually some shite about Alien 3, let's face it. Ah, but... <sighs> see, you've always got to, oh, This is meant to be positive. Anyway, right, so... It was positive. I was being positive. I was support, how how I was very su- dare you? I was supporting your various... Well, your, your singular hobby. <laughs> 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 right well on that note my other hobby is playing pez and i've been doing a lot of that and i tell you what i spent a lot of time on the phone recently with uh with people uh not just clients you know or you know friends and family and just you know yeah, friends and wishes. yeah exactly <laughs> millpool but yeah um i've often found that uh, because we're doing so much stuff like that that afterwards find difficult to relax maybe and play you want to get into a big video game but then you're like oh do i want to invest the time and i think that's what you were saying about oh we've got time but really you don't you know it's not like that but i found myself in the evenings relaxing i know this sounds like real serial killer talk yeah by doing by playing the pez skill games (laughs) because they're so not mindless but they have little goals associated get this amount of points for that amount of things and uh, yeah, you can really switch off because it's all muscle memory. Yeah. So in a way that people play like Call of Duty and you just do a couple of rounds, uh, shoot shoot some people, you feel, oh, okay, I've done enough. But that's the thing. So yeah, Pez skill games. I'm very good at the free kicks now. I, I don't know anything about what you just said. Um, oh, that's you don't know anything about anything, mate. So I mean, I, I tuned surprise. out at the word skill. You know, I'm not about that. Yeah, well, I mean, you have none anyway, so it's not a surprise. <laughs> excuse me, uh, but, it wasn't for me. This company would be nothing. Oh, excuse Oh, uh, what? Well, okay, hold on. You only exist out here because of me. That's not even true anymore. It doesn't have to be true anymore. It's true at the start, and that's what I want. <laughs> Listen, right, well, hold on. We're meant to be being... Po- anyway, Positivity Hour is back. And, uh, <laughs> positivity so, Hour. The Steve Burns Positivity Hour. Yeah. <laughs> very very hey, speaking uh, of that, I um I saw a documentary about OJ Simpson uh being advertised the other day and I, I I thought of you and I was like, man, imagine being associated with doc documentaries about OJ Simpson. Not associated with the man himself or anything he might or might not have done, let's be clear. But yeah. the practice oh, yes, of uh, watching documentaries about OJ Simpson is something that, that makes me think of you, and I think that's quite special. 
there's just that weird confluence of events that every time we went to America together, OJ Sim- a new OJ Simpson document. Yeah, it's Remember almost we, like we, they're obsessed with the guy. <laughs> we we didn't go out uh, to the Saddle Ranch that year, did we? Because there was a great OJ doc on in our room. <laughs> we just yeah. decided to it's, sit it's, and watch I don't it. Think, um, I don't think I went to the Saddle Ranch the first time I was out there <laughs> because of that. Um, it, it was only my second trip we had. <laughs> so, yeah. But like, um, of course. Hold on. During Nugget Gate, um, oh Nugget you, Gate uh, was um, OJ Simpson was on the Made in America one was on the telly. <laughs> it just can't get away from it. It was yeah. It was literally, and it sort of makes you think that maybe um, because there's an OJ Simpson documentary apparently on every time we go to LA. Is there one on just every week? Well, constantly. Yeah, not to speak too much about OJ Simpson for uh, for obvious reasons. That's but, the first I time mean, you've ever said that in your life. Excuse me, officer. It's I, we've been totally sidetracked here. <laughs> well, so you're supposed to be yes. the positivity arm. We're talking about America's most popular criminal. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. No more about that fucking wanker. Anyway, he's like the American Ronnie Biggs, isn't he? <sighs> goodness sake right we're getting awful this may be positive um so uh yeah so i have uh, also been playing other video games yeah that are not pairs but i tell you what mm-hmm. i am looking forward in a, in a kind of medium way to modern modern warfare 2 remastered which probably oh, just yeah. dropped as we record oh, did you play yeah yeah i saw yeah you've have you played um the first remastered one yes i bought it i fucked I loved it. Yeah, it's fucking, it's brilliant. Um, I I really like Call of Duty, and I don't think people <laughs> think when I say things like that, I think people are like, no, you don't. You like you like Morrowind and and uh, standing about in the kitchen eating Jaffa cakes. No, I do. I do like Call of Duty. These but, aren't incompatible. Well, exactly. I I like Call of Duty's campaigns. I don't I don't play yeah, online I because do. I'm, I'm I, absolutely terrible at it, and I'm 35. Yeah. So I, 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 it's been about 20 years since I had the dexterity. But I love. <laughs> I love the campaigns. It's like dipping into that mad sort of mid-2000s golden era of television where everything was mental and stupid, you know? And uh, the the sort of the 24 lost era of television where the melodrama's constantly overblown. It feels like that. It feels like playing an episode of that. It's very, you know... Yeah, absolutely. uh, Melodrama is the, the best way... Mm. of of describing that i remember uh speaking modern warfare 2 i turned up to my first job in games journalism writing whatever uh at imagine publishing yeah in, in late 2009 and i remember that the modern warfare 2 review event had just finished mm. and there were people who writers who'd been there and played it and finished it and they were having like a writer's room conference trying to work out what the fuck went on in that story <laughs> every time i think about modern warfare 2 i think about being brand new second third day and seeing a bunch of guys who you probably know sitting in the corner on some sofas going but what's this general shepherd like what <laughs> how does this even make any sense and but you're right it doesn't make any sense obviously but I think right now it's just the right side of mindless mm. and just nostalgic enough. And I think, you know, I don't generally like nostalgia uh, because I think it's a bit of an empty kingdom. Yeah. You know, it's all the good things, none of the bad. And, you know, nostalgia has essentially got, got us into a lot of our messes, shall we say, mm. politically. But there's something nice about being able to go, you know what? 
I'm going to play Modern War- Warfare 2 Remastered. Mm. And it's, you know, it's going to look better, sound better, feel I'm, better. I'm really looking and, forward to it because the, 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 yeah. the original, the Modern Warfare Remastered was such a treat. So, um, yeah, it was I really stellar. liked Infinite Warfare, you know, and I, th- I, I think I'm one of the, I think there's a, a small cabal of like 12 people who liked Infinite Warfare and it's me and Jeremy Peel, I think. I thought you were going to say Jeremy Piven. I love Jeremy Peel because Jeremy Peel has the name and talent of somebody who should be reviewing stuff on Newsnight, and that could be a compliment or a really backhanded compliment. Well, it depends which era. Jeremy Peel is a uh, a great writer. Yeah, and uh, I really enjoy reading his stuff. He's a wonderful uh, bloke. So you know, I don't know he, anything about it, like him personally. You know, oh, he's, saying... he's he's he's. I've never met him in person. I only know him online. But uh, in all of our interactions, he's been extremely lovely to me. Quite a high bar as well because you're so annoying. Yeah, exactly. It's really difficult to be nice to me, I find. Yeah, well, that, I mean, these are the facts. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to getting fired into that. And mm. yeah, I think it's going to be really good. Yeah. Uh, we... a, I bet Jeremy Peel might hear of this and be like, I don't even like Modern Warfare 2. I don't know what he's on about. <laughs> yeah, I'm well, sure Jeremy Peel can fuck off, can't he? <laughs> Only, only joking, Mr. Phil. <laughs> only sh- just a joke. <laughs> so um, I wanted to share um, something that uh, me and my partner have been getting right into um, ever since it became apparent that we can't really go anywhere, you know? I mean, you're, you can go outside for your one, one hour of exercise or whatever, but you can't go anywhere. Because we used to like going to, you know, Scotland and Bath and all sort of various bits in between. That's most of the country. Um, yeah, well, well done, mate. Well done. <laughs> um, uh, and we we had to cancel a trip to Belfast, um, because which would have happened basically a week after the lockdown was announced, which was obviously, um, in the grand scheme of things, not much of a problem at all. But still annoying, right? You know, it would have been a nice holiday. Um, completely on a whim, I started the Brit Box trial, right? Completely uh, expecting oh, to. Hey- here we go. No, no, I completely expected to watch like Genesis of the Daleks on it um, and and then cancel the trial because I thought, well, you know, I mean, it's just it's just full of midsummer murders in it. That's, I'm not watching that. But they've got loads of BBC and ITV produced travel logs, which I think you'll agree, Stephen, are some of the best in the world. Um, I, I would not disagree with that, no. So principally, being, uh, being getting into Joanna Lumley, she did one on Japan which obviously we went straight for because like, we're a couple of weebs. It was lovely. Well, everything she does is lovely, obviously, but she goes into it with so much enthusiasm for the people and you see her sort of forming all these very quick friendships with everyone she meets. It's just really nice. Not traditionally someone you would associate with travelogues, but of course she's made loads of little documentaries and stuff over the years. Um, there's a few of the, her BBC ones on there as well. There's one where she does the Silk Road. There's this incredible bit where she gets to, spoilers, she gets to the end of her Silk Road documentary, right? Uh-huh. And you think, well, what happened? Where's the end of the Silk Road? China. So you're expecting her to do an episode in China at some point. She spends a lot of time in Azerbaijan and, and she spends a lot of time in Iran and all these wonderful places where she gets like quite unprecedented access, actually. But she, she gets she gets to the Chinese border and she's not allowed to film there. And it was literally the last bit of the documentary is her turning to camera going, This is the border to China. And that's where I was hoping to go, but most annoyingly, this time, I wasn't given permission to film in the People's Republic of China. Hold on, so you're blaming Joanna Lumley for this, are you? Well, you naturally sort of think, I wonder what 
problem the Chinese government has with Joanna Lumley. And then uh, this was answered. There's another documentary on BritBox called Joanna Lumley's Trans-Siberian Adventure, right? Which was filmed a couple of years earlier. And it starts off in China. Oh, and the first right. episode, the first couple of episodes, is her doing things like going to Tiananmen Square and criticising the fact that they've got a video wall talking about Tibet, right? Talking about Tibet in sort of glowing cultural terms. And yeah. you think... What the fuck has this got to do with being positive? Yeah, but then I you thought think, this was about positivity! That's why they didn't let her film on the Silk Road one, right? Well... Anyway, look, I have to run because mm. I literally want to play more Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe so, that. Sorry, but yes... Uh, again, just to reiterate, please do get in touch. Uh, you know, just to get in touch if you want to, or feeling down, or whatever. The, all the details will be below. I'm pointing. I don't know why. And uh, yeah, I'll leave you in the capable hands of uh, Sir Jim Trinker here. And uh, he will furnish you with more bullshit, I suppose, about fucking, I don't know, Stalin probably next. Then I'm going I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to scoff a bit of toast before I get Dave on the phone. All right. Okay. That 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 feels fair. That feels fair. Because who knows what he's doing right now. He comes across very... He's such a polite man. And he's yeah. got great teeth and a lovely smile. But Watch this, right? The last bit of this podcast will be two minutes of me phoning Dave and me going, what have you been up to during the quarantine, Dave? And him being like, no, I haven't fucking done anything. Uh, well, exactly. <laughs> Ask him about his... Uh, his little footrest in his front room, right? I'm not asking about that. No, so it's like no, a no, dreadful no. topic of conversation. No, no, no. But you know, you know, Dave's like a, you know, you know Dave's from the north, and it. Ask him what's in his footrest. He's very okay. contented, though. He's way more contented than either you or I are. Oh, I, I, he seems quite. Well, he's a he's an award winning film director. Now. Yeah, but um, he's also quite happy with his lot, which is a very northern attitude. Because well, neither you, you or me, I mean, we're not happy with our lots, are we? I'm not. No, yeah, You're not. I mean. Yeah, listen, this is... No, you've got it all wrong. We're not ending on that. We're ending on uh, something very positive. Uh, right. Super Mario Land on Game Boy. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, I'll yeah. see no. you later, bro. Shut up, shut right. up, shut up. Listen to this. Right. Listen. Oh, there we go. Right, <laughs> fuck off then. Dave Burns has told me to call you because he says oh, you're ready and waiting to do a bit of podcasting. It's a bit oh, weird, yes, mate. This, isn't it? Um, well, it's, bit... it's better than, you know, sitting in the room face to face with you both. So. Well, it's, it, well, fucking hell, it's so much better. I mean, Burns sounded a bit dejected when we started off our chat and he was like, I've not seen you for ages. And I thought, yeah, it's been great. Yeah, no one else will put up with him. Poor Lydia's <laughs> stuck in a house with him now. <laughs> I was talking earlier about the time that we were um, around September 2018 when we were all in Japan and mm. um, someone who shall remain nameless, we, we all just, me and you and this other person all decided that we were going to have a burns free day. Um, <laughs> what a uh, day it was as well. It, well. it was lovely, wasn't it? We were like, right, let's go to let's go to the castle. We were in Osaka. Let's go to the castle and uh, do we'll some just, cultural stuff. Yeah, we'll do some cultural stuff, and we'll just not tell him about it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Because <laughs> oh, he just wanted to go find the bar and drink Heineken anyway, didn't he? And have a well, little yeah, exactly. And I think he'd been up all night watching football. The walls were quite thin in that hotel. And oh him. yeah, he was shouting at Man United through the walls. Yeah, and, and it was it... like it's just for, for it's fucking two in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> two in the morning in a country which is like the notor- most polite place on yeah, earth, <laughs> notoriously built on politeness in a way that Britain. So, like you know, Britain has a has a culture of politeness, but it's like it's it's just uh, it's backhanded politeness in lieu of uh, casual violence, really. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Been yeah. far less of that so far than I expected there to be with a global pandemic. <laughs> Yeah, been expecting people to properly kick off. I tell you what, I don't know what it's like over in London, but um, it, it's quite nice out here. So yeah, I'm I'm in Bristol. Burns didn't want me to mention the fact that I'm now living in Bristol because he was like, it makes it sound like we've broken up. <laughs> what like? <laughs> what you moved in with someone else instead of him? What because people visualise that we all just live in the same room together? Fuck it now. Like the fucking like the monkeys or something. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's not much too different where I am, because I'm on the outskirts of it, so it's quite sleepy where I am anyway. I yeah. Mean, it'd be quite interesting, to be honest, to go into central London and walk around mm. and see all those places that are super busy. Yeah, I mean... Being I, quiet, but... I only know, like, one person who lives in central London, and you know, they were talking the other day about how uh, they were like, oh, yeah, I'm quite sorted, because the cafe down the road is bringing me my dinner every night for £10. And I'm like... Oh, it's so, quite so, an expensive dinner every night. <laughs> so I'm like... So you still, I mean, and that's wonderful. I mean, even in the midst of a global pandemic, people who live in zone one still manage to bankrupt themselves for basic necessities. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. You know, so then, but it creeps from tea to, well, I'm not, I'm not going to cook lunch myself, am I, if they'll do that? And then mm. I wonder if they do breakfast. What time do they open at? <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, you know, in some senses, the wheel just keeps turning, right? I mean, yeah. For but I mean, lot. someone does need to bring out a pandemic recipe book, though, because every time I go to cook something in this house, it's like, crack six eggs and put two pieces of salmon. You're like, you're kidding on, pal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting, where am I getting salmon for? Yeah. I mean, I mean, maybe after like the riots and, you know, every, everyone's got a fucking Mad Max entourage, we can literally like ride up to Scotland and, and rob some poor farmer. But I mean, until then, who knows? But I think um, we've been doing all right here, you know. How have you been keeping yourself busy, Jim? Doing some of the games and that? We've been doing some some of the video games. Yeah, I got my partner Animal Crossing. Um, oh, yeah when it came out and um because she's well into animal crossing but uh she loved like new leaf on on the 3ds mm-hmm. so i thought i'd be nice when all this kicked off and i was like i mean everyone needs that a bit won't of, last you know. <laughs> so um so we've kind of been um it, it's be it's it's her game it's her island but every every we're playing on the one switch and every switch gets one island so even if you start the game yourself uh, on your own account it's still mm-hmm. their island so it's still their progress you're just kind of a bit part and honestly a lot of people have complained about that quite rightly because like if you're a you know you're sharing a switch with your brother or whatever you don't yeah, want especially to have with to... kids that'd be a nightmare yeah exactly but you know um it's actually for me it's this is exactly how i want to play animal crossing because i like dipping into animal crossing but takes I all the like work having out of it. To. <laughs> exactly because <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm really lazy but i quite like i quite like animal crossing just mm. to sort of mess around in but like so alice has been doing all the all the mile, milestones that trigger all the 
expansion and, and things mm-hmm. like that. And I've just been kind of popping around every now and then and be like, you know, it took me like two weeks to upgrade my tent to a wee house. <laughs> and I think it got to the point where Alice is just like, could you, um, do you mind logging into Animal Crossing tonight, love? Because um, the tent's looking a bit unsightly. I'd be like, <laughs> As you're sat in your living room, that's an absolute shithole. <laughs> Excuse me, the living room's fucking tidy. Um, My mate's girlfriend was absolutely raging at him. She was sat down watching yeah. him and his housemate play yeah. Overcooked, and they were both like being really efficient and saying who should do the dishes whilst they've just done a massive Sunday roast, and the kitchen was a dump of yeah. actual real life cooking. And they're going, "Yeah, mate, nailed it. Yeah, you do the dishes there, and I'll chop the veg." Yeah, she's like, "You filthy shit." <laughs> it's mental how you're more you're more inclined to do busy work in a video game than you are in real life yes. but in real yeah. life it's actually going to benefit you like <laughs> you know you you do feel the benefit from tidying up um uh, environmentally the, the rewards are infinitely greater in real life but yeah but it's not a video game it's just though, is boring it? so, though isn't it it's rubbish isn't it it's just crap talking about video games right i was get, apart from animal crossing i've been getting into that xbox game pass oh yeah i mean i've been kind of i mean i've been on it for about a year now i've been Mm -hmm. kind of um evangelizing it as a thing but i think um particularly now if people have the any spare time and any any sort of cash to throw at it what i've been finding is that it's it's really easy to get in to try stuff that are that's outside your wheelhouse so like for example like i'm not really that into walking simulators right although i don't i quite like them you know what? I don't. I, I don't think of myself as someone who's into them. But every time I play one, I'm like, oh, but do you know played, what? Everybody's gone to the rapture, haven't you? You've played Virginia. I'm not sure that quite counts as a walking sim, but you know, it's pretty good though, Virginia. I quite like yeah. it. Um, uh, it's kind of Ethan Carter. Is it? Is that um, when when you do the. Um, it's, it's, I guess it's just like you're kind of a plot janitor, right? You're walking mm. around an environment and picking up little bits of story. And piecing, I like that. I like the storytelling. I also like that I can complete those games rather than... <laughs> I'm never going to complete Witcher 3. I played it loads, but I'm still about 3% through it. Like, I'm never going to finish that game. <laughs> so it's good to actually be able to finish and go, oh, I actually know how this you, story you, you concludes. You Horizon Zero Dawn, didn't you? Yes, I did. I loved that one. That's, that's quite... That's not exactly... That is, that's not a small game that's pretty it's big. not no it's one of the oh. only like tr- big triple a ones that I've, I've actually had some time to play red dead redemption 2 finally yeah. so i've been working my way through that that's been cracking oh and that's great been, isn't uh, it playing hotline my, my monkey the old uh chimp bastard ape out it's fucking brilliant oh ape out is fantastic yeah it's, it's such so a good. good it's so clever the way that it uses the um the jazz soundtrack um, yeah that's wicked and i love that the the, the, uh, the aesthetic of the, the the walls obscuring kind of what's out of your vision so you never know until you kind of mm-hmm. go into it. Mm. Yeah, it's wicked. And I've also uh, just just bought, well, actually just before this whole thing kicked off, um, I'm not sure my, my choices in a pandemic have really been that good, given that just before it all started, I bought the board game Pandemic Legacy because I've been hearing nothing but amazing things about that. Oh, so, the board game? Yeah, all my oh, mates the- are playing. And, 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 and you, you do things that have like permanent consequences like you rip up cards and stick things permanently on the board so everyone's game is different so you can only play through play it through once so i got that just before this started so that's not really going to take my mind off it and then my <laughs> mate recommended a book called station 11 which i every time we talk get the conversation the pub goes on to what you're reading at the minute he goes oh have you ever read this and i stick it on my you know to read list and yeah. so i just bought it i didn't know anything about it started reading it last night and it's about a fucking swine flu pandemic <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, it is very well written so far, so it is really enjoyable, but it's not really yeah. something I'll switch myself off by reading about a swine flu pandemic and then playing Pandemic Legacy. Man, so yeah, at least, uh, at least Ape Out is something completely different. <laughs> Man, Star Trek did that to me the other day. I thought, you know, I'll just watch an episode of Deep Space Nine. What am I in Deep Space Nine? You bring up the Netflix, and it was literally on the episode of Deep Space Nine called The Quickening, which is about Bashir going to a, some planet where that has been ravaged by a pandemic and that has uh, kept the population permanently ill for for. I like, guess it's around so much cult, like so much culture and uh, different yeah. mediums, and there's always this, I always find that stuff really interesting. It's just you never actually expect to be kind of living in it. Yeah, and you know what? Actually, compared to some of the fiction surrounding it, you know. It's, uh, for, for, I think for most people, it's been manageable. For example, I mean, no, certainly not as bad as as you know things like the road, like all that McCarthy mm. things where you're going around in gangs. I suppose um, it's early days, though. completely post-apocalyptic. <laughs> but I mean, I, I, it's just you know whenever people are moaning about being bored at home and stuff, there's medical professionals getting ready to go to the coal face without enough equipment to mm. keep themselves safe and stuff, oh, and, and cleaners and things like that that work in hospitals and all that stuff. So. Yeah. Did you go outside in, in in Bristol and do your little? clapping for the nhs yeah i did yeah i mean i was in two minds about it later on because it seemed like a really sort of nice gesture at the time and and like we heard um we joined in with it as it was kind of already happening i wasn't expecting it i saw people talking about it on twitter and then we heard it erupt in the local local area that's cool Um, and it was really like uh you know we we live next to a a wee tower block and it's sheltered housing for pensioners right i think it's probably about 13 stories high and we we saw like we old women banging saucepans hanging out of it you know (laughs) it's difficult not to not to get into the spirit well stuff like that that's all good because that is one of the only times (laughs) It actually did feel like you could buy into that yeah, bullshit yeah. line of we're all in this together. Yeah. But then you see Boris Johnson and Rishi and all those standing outside number 10 clap and you're like, the last time I saw you all clap related to the NHS was when you blocked Labour's bid to, you know, give them more money. Yeah, it feels like... 30 seconds of clapping dissolves 10 years of chronic underfunding. Just yeah. at least let the fuckers park for free and pay them a wage so they don't have to yeah. go to a food bank I, I mean, if you're I mean, a nurse. I feel like sort of however you might be affiliated politically you kind of have to take some collective responsibility for what your country's like don't you yes and, of course and know. as long as people I'm, I'm not convinced we will back this up with you know in election boxes and in, mm. in terms of how you treat those people that put them their the lives on the line for you mm. day in and day out when you come to rely on and, and things like this and yeah, i tell you what the, I, I think um as well as the, the people who work you know the, the healthcare professionals who've been incredible through all this i think one of the really nice things that's this emerge is that people are really valuing supposedly unskilled workers and yes well they were all unskilled weren't they even just a couple of months ago was getting out of the country now it's like oh actually we need to fly in people to pick the fruit and veg otherwise it's all going in the skip <laughs> yeah it's classic. quite a fucking about turn it's isn't classic it? britain as a country is that tweet that goes around every now and then well 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 if it isn't the consequences of my own actions <laughs> yes it's i mean like, so like good. i've been thinking about and i asked this the other day and i'd like people in the know to write in about it jimburnsdave at gmail.com if you're one of the it workers who's keeping things going because obviously what we're all relying on right now is the internet infrastructure i mean for a lot of us literally our jobs are require it and i mean they, they've always required it but now they really require it you know we need it for entertainment we need it for any sort of escape because you know while we're all stuck in our living rooms and that's where we're working and that's where the 
the sole place that we're getting any of our sort of joy and entertainment. Mm-hmm. If a server sort of shuts down somewhere remotely, who is it that's going out and fixing that? Who are the people who are like keeping all this running for everyone? And I think I thought I don't think there's been enough chat about those people. There's been well, uh, imagine quite... it without without Tinterweb, the forms. Yeah, it, it? I mean, God, everyone's yeah. uh, music collections of our Spotify and yeah, exactly. things like that, and yeah. films of our Netflix. I mean, I don't own any CDs anymore, Dave. I don't know about you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. The only CDs in this house are like it's Alice's CDs, so I don't know what's in there. For all I know, it could be Deftones, which would be horrific. So it'll just uh, be that. What's what's that bloody song you put in all my Spotify <coughs> lists? <laughs> <laughs> Mental as anything. <laughs> Live it up it. by Mental as anything. Every time, whether it's jazz or hip hop or rock or punk, it just starts playing that in the middle of it. How many Absolute times? Tip. How many times when you've been listening to Spotify has Live It Up by Mental as Anything come on? I it didn't come on for ages when you first did it. Now it seems that it's going to be in my top 10 playlist hits of 2020. Because every time it just seems to come on. Because it must just play it a few times and go, oh, he likes that one. He keeps playing it. He'll throw that into the mix. <laughs> so there was this, you know how you, on your um, on your Spotify, you had um, the This Is Oasis playlist from Spotify saved, right? Yeah. And it was a, a Spotify created playlist, so you can't edit it or anything. Mm-hmm. So I downloaded the artwork and made a custom playlist <laughs> with the same artwork and same title Absolutely and everything. Absolutely fantastic. To make it look as close as possible to... Uh, <laughs> to the official one and just filled it with live it up by mental as anything oh, um, how dedicated you are to absolute shithousery <laughs> i mean in fairness to me dave it's a cracking tune so <laughs> yeah you could have picked a way worse one speaking of oasis did you see the headline that said leon gallagher thought he had coronavirus but his house was just hot i laughed about that for about 45 minutes <laughs> <laughs> And it was, it's the way he talked about it, wasn't it? Because he was just like, no, nah, I'm all right, mate. I thought I had it earlier, but my house was just hot. And it just, <laughs> this idea that like, oh, it really makes you think, doesn't it? <laughs> it really gets to you. Yeah. Been having a lot of that, you know, every time sort of my body does literally anything, I'm like, oh, fuck, that's the Rona. That's it. Got <laughs> yeah, it. Every time we have a conversation, you're convinced you've got it. Oh, oh my, my toe's I hurting. I must have coronavirus. <laughs> have you stubbed your toe? Yeah, I think that might be what it is, Jim. Yeah. And yeah, but then you're like, I but they don't know anything about it dave it might getting getting (laughs) having a certo might be the might be the start (laughs) (laughs) but at least it's there's there's something from my my general hypochondria to coalesce around now because before now you know i'd stub my toe and and then eventually convince myself that i had fucking pancreatic cancer or something yeah never google symptoms ever so now everything's just uh just the vid but i think we're okay though aren't we you're all right aren't you dave you sound happy you always sound happy yes yeah i mean it's obviously a, a, a different and weird time for everyone but i mean i quite i live with my girlfriends it's quite good to, to you know because we live together i think it's probably a lot tougher for some people who live on their own yeah yeah or, or if you're in uh like my, bro- my brother's partner's uh, on a transplant list so he's had to move out because he's a doctor and mm-hmm. got to live with other doctors because for like three months or so because he's been told basically don't see anyone for three months yeah god it's so it's, diff- it's different there. I think I think some people are going to have a real tough time with it. But as you say, stuff like having the internet and the people who keep it running up. So I think, or, you know, things like house party and all that stuff has taken off, and people are finding new ways to work and new ways to communicate. And yeah, well, we were um, thinking about having company meetings um, in Ghost Recon Wildlands. 
So if, if there's a way that we can have company meetings where I never have to be in the physical same room as Stephen Burns, that has my full backing. Yeah. Well, if you get Ghost Recon Wildlands, which is on on sale on PS, And that will also moment. allow me to shoot him in the face, won't it? Yeah. Oh, I mean, this is, yeah. We will probably get the VAT back on that as well. That's <laughs> absolutely brilliant. <laughs> so uh, every other company will get a Zoom subscription, but we're like, no, um, Ghost Recon. <laughs> so, yeah, I think... Just before we head off, we want this podcast to be about lockdown life, I guess. Hopefully have some guests on who are going to talk about what they're doing, some interesting people. I want to try and get Richie Morgan on, my old uh, partner in crime from Gamewank. Yes, I've, not, I've not told him this yet, but I'm going to try just to see if he's, uh, if he's about various other gits no one's got an excuse now though i can't be out popping out tonight i've got i've got dinner plans or whatever yeah you know exactly. he's in his house our hand has been forced into doing this remotely which is something that we don't usually like doing with podcasts because mm-hmm. you know we, you don't have the immediacy you don't have the intimacy of a face-to-face conversation but now that we have to well you know let's uh let's get people involved i've got i've got a few ideas in mind for people who i want to ask to come in and i'd love people to just write into us jim burns dave at gmail.com and you know tell us what they're doing to keep themselves sane mm-hmm. uh you know have they got like an exercise routine that they think will help oh, doing people. a bit of joe wicks in his uh yeah bit of joe house. or like you know things that they can things that they that energize them things that can come and down recipes people want to share stories people want to share about you know some of the nice things people in their community have been doing just mm. anything, man. Let's, you know. Just, and what we've been doing here connect. as well is I've made a little jar and then every time I think like, oh, I wish I could go mm. whatever to an art gallery, yeah. to a restaurant or whatever, just writing it down on a post-it and banging it in and that's becoming a to-do list of all the yeah. things that you kind of take for granted once are we, are we, this uh, is over. Are we post-COVID fucking bucket list? That's a really good idea. Yeah. Last thing I want to mention is uh, if you want to, I've, uh, I've mentioned this on Twitter, if you want to... Is it your to- Bobby? <laughs> No, no, why would it be that? For fuck's sake. (laughs) Nine Um, out of ten times it is. (laughs) If you want to, um, if you want to relax, right, there is a YouTube channel called Craftsman, right? Not Craftsman, Craftsman, Mm C-R-A-F-S-M-A-N. And he is this incredible crafty person who makes little figurines out of resin and little animations and and little kind of toy robots out of metal and does all kinds of things, just loads of stuff. But he does it in the most endearing softly spoken way and he's very sort of careful about things he likes objects he likes talking about objects and things he's into and he does it in a way that makes you really root for him it's not okay. an asmr channel um, you, you know, as soon as you started this i thought you're <laughs> heading towards an asmr no, channel no. where someone reads old star Trek no scripts. no no it's not <laughs> What do you take me for, Dave? He, <laughs> he reads Morrowind fan fiction. Um, yeah. No, so no, it's not an ASMR channel, but it could be. You know, like mm-hmm. it's clear that he has a very relaxing way about him, and it makes him quite compelling. He's got this very sort of deep South USA accent, and I think he lives in the woods somewhere, and he's got a shed that he makes stuff in. And he's, I've actually found that like sticking on one of his videos and just kind of letting it carry on while i'm doing dishes or whatever has been Mm -hmm. a real oasis for me so hello and welcome to the craft man show my name is your host the craft man in today's video we're going to talk about how that you can make something that looks like metal and that you can use in your independent film productions and things like that 
that you could hit somebody outside the head with it and it won't even hurt them. But don't do anything without somebody's permission. Okay, I'll give it a, I'll give yeah. it a watch. Yeah. Speaking of crazy things in America, the complete opposite end of the scale, yeah. have, have you seen Tiger King yet? You know what? Watch the first episode last night. Everyone's been telling me to get into this thing and be like, it's another bloody Netflix thing that everyone goes on about and it's actually a lot of horror. No, it's good. It's yeah, um, beyond for, bizarre. It's based on that first episode. I'm really looking forward to seeing the rest yeah, of it. Yeah, we'll, we'll chat about that uh, on the next one. I'll go listen to your little whispery voice thing and, uh, <laughs> and you can go look at some absolute fucking nutter who keeps lions and tigers. Yeah, all and right. We'll come okay. back and revisit this in the future. All right, yeah, we'll do it. All right, well, I'll speak to you at some point Dave yeah until then once again uh, get in touch with us jimburnsdave at gmail.com if you've got any questions any suggestions any stories anything and particularly I want to hear from the IT people who are keeping all the stuff going all the stuff as a collective term for everything so <laughs> you know the people who are keeping our Netflix going keeping our Amazon going keeping our bloody Zoom stuff going the Slack channels the WhatsApp the everything like what happened happens if it falls over and who do we blame <laughs> that's, that's the kicker isn't it you want us not to congratulate them you want a fucking email address of you to send an abusive message to and you can't play moral in your Xbox. nah 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 no I, w- I want to hear from people who are keeping all that going because I want to read your stories and I want to say fucking thank you and give everyone else an opportunity to say thank you for making it possible that during a global pandemic I can still go to work because <laughs> I really need that right now uh, genuinely you know um, so uh, alright then Dave I'll speak to you later and um, I suppose I'll speak to Nobed later at some point as well cheers for listening cheers for calling see you Bye. later mate